0: feeling about
1: this. Welcome to episode 344 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hal's Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Whitten. And we're back. I'm here somehow pulled my shit together to hook up some equipment and record with my buddy will about star wars and hey man i'm not saying that there's like a ton of shit to talk about this week but it's better than last week i don't know that i gotta reach into my fucking boy boy scout bag of tricks this time you know wasn't the dry juggling wastes yeah uh and The stuff that is, I don't know, man. Now that I
2: think about it, don't say "boy scout bag of tricks."
1: Fair enough. You may have a point there. I'm just kidding. You may have a point there. Just kidding. You may have a point there, though. I can't argue it. You know, like it's it's hard to argue that. So right before we started recording, like I was sitting here with everything all set up. I texted Will. I was like, "Hey, man, just you know, call me whenever you're ready." And I was like, "Oh shit! I haven't done my Japanese lesson for the day," and so I start. And then Will calls, and then Will gets to hear me fumble through my routines lesson.
2: I mean, you got them all right. I was impressed because I would have been so
1: long. I would have died in
2: Japan, having to use the bathroom very badly.
1: Hachijinigoro, wait, Hachiji goro ni ikimas. Mm. I will go around eight o'clock, I believe. Hachiji uh, ni... Well, hold on. See, I'm fumbling. Hachiji goro ni gako ne ikimasu. I go to school at around 8 o'clock. Oh, Do you know more Japanese than Steve does? I mean, or does so... Or Steve know more Japanese? So, you know, it's different, right? Like, I'm taking quote unquote formal lessons. I'm taking lessons through the Duolingo app. Steve has the uncanny ability to watch subbed Japanese anime and pick it up. So like I Mm -hmm. almost feel like Steve's Japanese language ability (laughs) is more impressive because It's immersive. Yeah, like I watch subbed anime and I read the words and I'm like, okay, that's what they're saying. But it's not like, you know, I'll pick up the occasional phrase here and there but like steve's got a handle on stuff that i don't from watching jack you know like like i said mm-hmm. i've i've i'm on a hundred or not a hundred a thousand and fifty five day streak of my japanese lessons and i'm just now into being like uh i go to school at eight at around eight o'clock you know what i mean so no like, i mean you know it's progress baby yeah. steps
2: it, it, it's, uh, you know, they say immersion learning is the best in a foreign language. So like when we would go to French class, you know, French one and two after French two, like you were expected to only speak French when you hit the door. Like, you know, there was no English in class and I floundered really hard cause I, I wasn't ready for that. I had kind of just kind of fucked around in French one and two. Um, but you know, and made it through it, but <clears throat> I wasn't ready for non-stop French all class like yeah but they say that's the best way you learn uh for the, the the foreign language teachers tell you that's the best way you learn is when it's yeah, constantly you know, around you and that's all you're listening to.
1: In high school I took Spanish cuz that's all they offered and I hated it. And it wasn't anything against the language, right? You know, I definitely learned a little but like I just didn't enjoy it. Um and so I never would have thought I would enjoy these tiny little daily Japanese lessons that I do. But, like, I really do. I really do. And I feel like I've learned a little bit. Like, I still fumble. My pronunciation is still really bad. Really, really bad. So. uh, I mean, that's what you learn as you go. I think you're doing great.
2: That line from the Quentin Tarantino movie Kill Bill sticks out where he's like, uh. You say Japanese like we say the Japanese word. So, like, I don't know. Finding someone to emulate may give you a.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. A Japanese voice actor. You know, the whole idea behind it was because, like, my number one bucket list travel uh, destination is Japan. And I don't know if it'll ever happen at this point, but I would love to go. And I don't want to be completely ignorant to the language um yeah you can pay for an
2: interpreter you know i I mean that's a common thing you know i i I mean even that guide interpreter
1: even that like i wouldn't want to do and like i know it's not the biggest deal but i would like to at least be able to have some of the basics but the problem is because i'm a fucking mush mouth and i get tongue-tied um despite knowing the phrases in my head and stuff, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not great at reproducing those phrases speaking out loud. So that is definitely something uh, I need to work on. And like I said, at this point, who knows? Like <clears throat> at, at this particular point <laughs> where I am right now, Japan seems like a, uh, a very distant possibility Um, Well, we'll it's it's good to have goals. Yeah, I guess that's right. Because you never know. You never know what can happen. Uh, It'd be really cool, man. I think I would uh, really enjoy it. So, um, before we jump into fucking plugs and uh, Star Wars discussion and hearing from our, our good buddies the moisture farmers how's your week been buddy
2: uh it hasn't been bad it's been very active yeah i've been outside with the kids a lot we've walked the neighborhood a lot and played outside and uh it's just been a really active week it's been kind of exhaustive but uh but good you know good it's good for the kids it's good for me to get them out and active
1: i uh i felt kind of bad i we were on the phone earlier this week and you were in the fucking labyrinth of Walmart trying to wrangle mm-hmm. two kids and do your shopping and talk to your fucking buddy on the phone. I, I was like, mm-hmm. that, my man's juggling a lot at once. I need to let him go.
2: No, it was fine. It was absolutely, you know how I made it through there? m hmm. ms a, a fun size bag. I got the bag of M&M's. And things started getting fussy and out of control. And I was like, all right, here. I gave the bag to the, <laughs> I gave a fun size bag to the oldest. And I was like, look, give your sister one every time she finishes one. And, uh, and uh, you know, and I'll give you another bag. So between, you know, two two or three of those little fun size bags in, we were done. We were good to go. Nice. That's a
1: pretty good strategy, buddy.
2: Uh, oh, man. It's just intense. And that's the worst thing to do, like using candy as a, as a uh, a pacification, like that's not a good idea. But sometimes, dude, when you are trying to get out and you're like three people deep in the checkout line, yep. and like you're just kind of stuck for a while, like you know, whatever helps get you through at that point. Um, not a frequent use method I would recommend, but in, in times of need,
1: <clears throat> for some reason. Anytime I think about going to a grocery store with a parent, I have three distinct memories that always pop up. One is going with my grandmother one time to the Winn-Dixie and seeing Mm -hmm. a Nintendo Power with the original Final Fantasy on the cover and being like, Mm -hmm. can I please get this magazine? Didn't know anything about final fantasy now it was first i'd ever heard of it and she let me get it and it was like i don't even think it was a an actual issue of nintendo power it was like a uh mini nintendo power strategy guide for the first final fantasy so it had like all the maps for all the different areas and and stats and stuff for all the different items and enemies and stuff And buddy, I poured over this, you know, I'm probably five years old or something, full on obsessed with this game. Then finally, my local video store gets it and I rent it and I could not understand how to play it. And it put me off of Mm. Final Fantasy for the longest time. And now look where I am. It's one of my favorite game series. And then I also vividly remember being older. I want to say, I can't remember when the paperback version of this would have come out, but being in the grocery store in the book section again and seeing Heir to the Empire, the first Timothy Zahn novel, um, the paperback version. like I knew it was a book that was out there and I could never convince my parents to get me the hardback, but a paperback, your boy could probably weasel his way into a nice paperback copy of that. And man, was I excited more fucking star Wars stories. Mm. Um, and then the worst memory I have of being in the, uh, grocery store was, do you ever remember as a kid seeing something and being like, man, that looks delicious. Even though you kind of know it's something you shouldn't eat. And I don't mean like, Oh, it's bad for you. It's junk food. I mean like it's dangerous. Um, wandering away from my wa- mom one time and taking a swig of pine saw because i just oh my I was like it looks good i want i wonder what pine oh, salt tastes no. like and i took a little i swig. do not have a story like that oh. <laughs> and uh it didn't go well as you would imagine taking a little sip of pine salt. and it probably explains a lot that's wrong with me today
2: <laughs> i doubt it um i just remember the hierarchy of grocery stores Mm-hmm. Cause like in in rural Mississippi, when my mom and grandmother like there was Piggly Wiggly, and Piggly Wiggly was I mean it was a nice enough grocery store, but it was the one where, like a kid a barefoot kid in there was not a big deal, right? Like, right. kind of expected maybe even. Um, and then my dad would go to Bruno's, and I don't even know if Bruno's still exists, but it was kind of like. Little swankier. I don't know. A little swankier. Not like super fancy or anything, but like
1: kind of Publix before there was the Publix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember Bruno's back in the day.
2: And uh, I always just thought it was neat just to see all the the kind of fancier stuff that Bruno's had that, you know, like Piggly Wiggly (laughs) didn't have. And the
1: the grocery
2: basket, you know. That was the grocery basket is the one where you were more likely to find the barefoot kids. I think I even probably went in a grocery basket barefoot one time. I mean, it was just the grocery store you went to when you were on your way fishing or somewhere. Right.
1: Um, so, I remember distinctly three different... Do you remember comic books? I miss those. I remember comics in the grocery store. I, I Yeah. I You know, before there was a local comic book store in Columbus... Um, the only place I ever got comics was the spinner rack in the convenience store, like the gas station. They'd have mm-hmm. like you know the wire rack that spun, and they'd have issues in there, and that's where I got my right. very first comic ever—an issue of X Men. It's where I got the Double Dragon limited series that I was a huge fan of back then. Um, mm-hmm. It's where I got X Force number one stuff like that, and then grocery stores. Grocery stores would have comics and magazines. And that's why I was always finding myself in the book section. Cause like, you know, my mom would be like, I'd be like, Hey, can you just drop me off in the book section while you go shop? Cause I don't want to sit in the cart and look at food or follow the cart and look at food. So I would just hang out there and read comics like it was a damn library. (laughs) Um, Mm. But I remember three grocery stores, the one my parents, my family always went to was the Winn-Dixie, right? Um, and then there was one called Dell Champs that I might have just been a local Columbus one-off. But I remember going in there one time and it being more like a Sam's Club, like a warehouse type grocery store. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then there was a Kroger, which... The only reason my parents didn't go to that one is because it was on the other side of town from where we lived, when Dixie was closer. Right. Um, and this was, you know, hard to believe, but back in the day before, Walmarts and stuff had grocery stores in them. Like, our w- local Walmart did not sell groceries at the time. It would be a while before they tore that one down and built, like, the Super Walmart that had the grocery store attached. hmm Besides all that, If you are someone who likes to listen to podcasts while you go to grocery stores, while you grocery shop, then (laughs) you should follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. Not the most elegant segue. Uh, You know, I haven't, for the
2: longest time, I wasn't in the grocery store. And, you know, it's nice to go back to the grocery store. Sometimes it's nice to go to the grocery store just to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't dislike it either. Like I was one of those kids that liked to go with his dad to Marvin's, the home, you know, like the home, home improvement. Called? Yeah, the home improvement store. Because we didn't yeah. have like a Lowe's or a Home Depot back in the day. Like I was, yeah. You know, my dad's a a big like work in the yard guy, so he's constantly having to go. Was constantly having to go get that stuff. But if you're somebody who likes to work in the yard and listen to podcasts at the same time boy do i have something you're gonna be interested in that is the blue harvest patreon where you can go and sign up and for as little as three dollars a month you will get access to a ton of bonus podcast content uh shows like cooking with will oh no it's hall solo blue harvest adventures Padula Rossa with our friend Emily Lind, Star Wars Year by Podcast with our buddy Steele, Masters of Harvest Cassie with the King Tom Chansky himself. Hiya! Immediate reactions to Mandalorian, Bad Batch, and Book of Boba Fett episodes. All kinds of wonderful bonus content, and then this past week we debuted a brand new as yet untitled patreon bonus show and as a little treat to our regular listeners i'm going to give you a little uh teaser of the show and who our new co-host on that show is so check this out hey guys welcome to a brand new show exclusive to the blue harvest patreon and as yet untitled brand new show In fact, we're going to give you guys the opportunity to help us out with the title. Because there's been some ones that have been passed around and we haven't made a decision. But more important than the title of the show is the person I am recording with. And uh, I think I'll just let them introduce themselves right now. Go for it, buddy. Yeah. That's right. It's Mr. Johnny Grasso himself. (laughs) Halls and Johnny podcasting again, like the good old days. I'm just joking.
2: That's crazy.
1: Um, and we've gotten a really nice response to the first episode. So thanks to everybody that's checked it out and, uh, let us know if you are a Patreon or if you're a patron rather right now, there's a poll with a bunch of options, uh, for titles for the new show and whichever title wins, that's what we're going to call the new show. And there is one title that is what's your favorite winning by a long shot. I don't really know. I don't necessarily have a favorite. I think they're all at least halfway decent. If not halfway, what's decent. winning by a long shot. Uh, I don't want to say, it's okay. A, all right. it, like, uh, it's, I, I don't want to give it away. Oh. It, it's mm. in the middle of a race. We're not going to call it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm excited. So, if all any of this sounds interesting to you, you should go to patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast and sign up. Big, sloppy shout-out to our current patrons. You guys are the best.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah you certainly <laughs> are.
1: So, what are we going to talk about first, buddy? Something that I would not have expected to be a subject on that show um we were talking about final fantasy earlier when you think of square enix right one of my favorite video game developers if you remove final fantasy final fantasy from the equation what are some of the other sort of franchise big franchises that they do square enix yes Oh, man.
2: You're putting me on the spot. I know uh, I know this isn't necessary. Chrono Trigger?
1: Chrono Trigger is definitely... Uh, the Bouncer? <laughs> Not a franchise. Uh, <laughs> Not a franchise. More of a disappointment for a... I don't know. I think 18, 17 or 18-year-old Halls when that game came out. Um, it is a franchise, I'll help you out a little bit here, that okay. mixes... Final Fantasy is it elements. Kingdom Hearts? It is Kingdom Hearts. You nailed it, buddy. Okay. Only, only took you three guesses. I don't think that's that bad. Because you said the franchise, and I was like, what was there multiples of? And then I was like, oh, yeah, they did do Kingdom Hearts. So, uh, um, this weekend, this past weekend, they announced Kingdom Hearts 4. They did a formal announcement for it. And that alone. It's going to be great. Yeah, and they're developing it on Unreal Engine 5, which there's a lot of new games starting to come out, being announced, being developed on that new Unreal Engine, so I find that exciting. Um, But... Isn't the lead character's name Sora, or... Sora,
2: yes. Wasn't he voiced by the kid from The Sixth Sense? Haley Joel Osment, yes. Haley Joel Osment. You Um, think he'll still voice him in this next one?
1: He did in Kingdom Hearts 3, which came out three years ago I think maybe that would be cool it, it hasn't been that long <laughs> so um they announced Kingdom Hearts 4 now what does this have to do with Star Wars well for the uninitiated for those that may not know what Kingdom Hearts is it is in, one of the easier ways to describe it is Final Fantasy mixed with Disney properties so you right. have original Square Enix characters Sora Riku, Kairi, Axel, etc., 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 right? And they are anime as hell in Square Enix fashion, and they mm-hmm. live in this world that is like a multiverse, and the different dimensions or universes that they go visit are all Disney properties. So they'll go to Agrabah and hang out with Aladdin and the Genie and fight, you know, uh Jafar. They'll go to the fucking Tron universe, Nightmare Before Christmas, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Little Mermaid, Lion King, Tarzan, etc., etc., etc. In like a gummy bear starship, if I'm not mistaken. The gummy ship, my dude. Don't you don't you get me started on that gummy ship? Get, put, gummy bears if a gummy ship gummy if a gummy ship fucking landed in my front yard right now and offered to take me to one of these dimensions buddy let me pack a bag <laughs> 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 but so once again and you what, could go for it you could have
2: different people on your team and well, they could be people from the disney world like you could have Donald and Goofy and all these other characters like fight on your roster.
1: So the core trio is always, well, for most of, at least the mainline games. There's a ton of spinoff games that have different lead characters and stuff. But in the mainline games, your main trio is Sora, Donald, and Goofy. And then you will routinely have a guest character that joins your party. Typically the hero from whatever universe you're in. Tarzan, Aladdin... And so on, so forth, right? Jack Skellington. Yeah. Well, once again, what does this have to do with Star Wars? Well, what is technically, uh, well, not technically, like what is absolutely a Disney property now? Star Wars. Yeah. And, since
2: the last game, Star
1: Wars has been added to Disney's. No. no. So has Kingdom Hearts Three came, came out post Disney buying. Really? Yeah. And I for always for some reason I thought it was longer than that, but I'm no like I'm I said Ki- Kingdom Hearts three came out three maybe four years ago I'm, I'm not quite sure I think it was 2018 oh. so it might have been four years ago and you know this October will be 10 years since Disney bought Lucasfilm. Okay, but okay, so I've always My wondered: bad. Will we eventually see? Um, star wars characters and marvel characters or a marvel um universe or star wars universe in kingdom hearts they got kind of close in the last one because they did big hero six big hero six was one of the worlds you could go visit and you know that's a marvel thing well Mm -hmm. they announced kingdom hearts four and i get up saturday and i'm like wait what a kingdom hearts four and i watched the trailer and i'm like oh shit it's probably going to be a while before it comes out because they kind of notoriously take a while for those games from announcement to release but boy am i excited i can't wait to play that don't think twice about it then friend of the podcast eddie our buddy eddie hits us hits me up and he's like hey did you see that they announced kingdom hearts four and i was like i sure as fuck did and he goes do you think that was indoor and an ATAT foot or an ATST foot in that one scene, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he sends me a screenshot, and he's got it circled like any good, you know, <laughs> internet conspiracy theorist. Like he's got it circled uh-huh. in red, and I'm like, "I'll be damned! That does look like a jungle setting, and that does look like an ATST foot." And so then I send that on to friend of the podcast Aaron Boyd, who's a, who's a huge. Kingdom Hearts fan, and I'm like, oh, it'll be sick. Uh, a lightsaber, Keyblade, D- uh, Jedi, Ooh. Goofy, and Donald, like, fucking sign oh, me up, right? Yeah, that would be so cool. Because that's the other cool thing about Kingdom Hearts is when your characters visit the other universe, they sort of change to look like they fit in that universe a little bit, right? And so, like, I'm so excited, but then this really starts gaining traction like i start seeing reddit posts about it being like yo that's indoor holy shit star wars and kingdom hearts and i see big gaming websites start to pick it up like is kingdom is star wars gonna be in kingdom hearts and i'm here to tell you our buddy eddie picked it up well before any of them well before and I, I just wanted to give it up to him and say like boy i hope that he is was right. bleed yep he- um,
2: that would be so amazing. Yeah, if Marvel and Disney—I mean, Marvel and uh, Star Wars—were in Kingdom Hearts Four. One of the cool aspects of the game that I remember is that your summons, like you could summon, and they were Disney characters. Yeah, you could. Like summon, I remember like, like you summon. could summon Bambi, and he would yeah. heal the
1: party or whatever. And like there were, i i just remember that being super neat. And you know, when they first announced that game. Uh, you want to talk about someone who was like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Final fantasy meets Disney. And I put off playing the first game for the longest time. And then, um, you remember Jason Pike? Yeah. He was a massive, massive kingdom hearts fan. And when we first started hanging out in like 2003 or something, he was like, it was like, um, uh one of those it was like that stepbrother scene where he was like you like final fantasy i like final fantasy Mm -hmm. we got a lot in common um and he kept saying like you gotta play kingdom hearts you gotta play kingdom hearts it's awesome and then he let me borrow it and i was like this is way better than i ever imagined and um i've been sort of a fan of the franchise even ever since so i would love to see star wars in it now i pulled up the trailer i'm not going to play the audio because there's nothing in the audio that would give it away but i do want to show it to you um okay can you see it buddy can you see my screen i can okay so this particular scene is the scene that people think is indoor right you can see see the ferns that's jungle the foliage the ferns there's like this creek bed and then you see this right up here that i'm yeah, Circle I see one. it. It's like
2: a chicken walker foot.
1: Yeah, it does. And there have been people that have taken images and overlaid it, and I am convinced it is. So I do think we will see Star Wars in the next Kingdom Hearts game, and uh, I'm fucking down with that. I am down. Heck yeah, with that. it's going to be
2: awesome. Uh, one of the um, my brother played it growing up, and I was much like yourself. I was like, I don't know how this is going to jive together. And uh, we didn't have a TV in our room. Like dad made us play video games on the TV in the living room and we just had to share time. And so I watched John Luke play Kingdom Hearts and I was like, ah, this is badass. I get get it. This is cool.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I've always liked about like Final Fantasy and Square stuff is the weird sort of off the wall stories they do in their games. And Kingdom Hearts is no different in fact no i've played all the mainline the three mainline games and like some of the spinoffs i'm i haven't completed the full thing i like maybe that's something i can do leading into kingdom hearts 4 and i can't tell you i can barely tell you what the fuck is going on in that story it is so confusing but i love it um you know what else i love speaking of Kingdom Hearts and how anime as hell it is. Yeah. I, I love Star Wars Visions. Oh yeah. And guess Absolutely. what, buddy? What? There's a report this week courtesy of CineLinks that says we are in store for more Star Wars Visions. Oh really? Year. Yeah. That is
2: going to be awesome. I imagine they greenlit the next one as soon as the first one was a
1: success. That's kind of what the article says, is that it's been in the works since the debut of the first one. Um, And it says, you know, that it'll probably debut around the same time it did last year. So, you know, early fall, um, September-ish maybe. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing that got me excited from this whole thing is that, Apparently, some of the shorts are going to be continuations of shorts we saw in the first series. Heck, yes. So, look, I am totally down with them continuing any of those stories. The one I need, the one I require for them to re- to uh, continue as the ninth Jedi. Yeah. That's the one I want to see a sequel to. You give me that. Margrave. Margrave. And- I will be stoked on anything else. And at the very least, that's another excuse to get our buddy Steve on here to talk some fucking anime like we did last time. Yeah. Oh, it is. Boy, howdy. Am I excited? I like talking anime with Steve. Me too, man. He, you want to talk about someone who has a encyclopedic. He's a smart guy. Uh, he's easy yeah. to talk to you. he's very smart. Fucking bright, dude. Like, when mm-hmm. we're all hanging out in Discord playing video games, it's very clear who the dunce in the corner is that's just like, I like Star Wars. And dude, I'm cool? right there with you. No, man. Y'all are some smart cookies. And no, y'all just do. bless me with your presence and like, come on, little guy. We'll show you the way. You little awkward fucking weirdo. Come on. let's. Just follow our lead. Play some videos. That's not how I view you at all. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just fucking around.
2: Um, You're my Obi-Wan Kenobi.
1: But no way. Yeah, man. No way. I think it is the exact opposite.
2: You showed me the way on a lot of things. Especially computers. And heavy metal.
1: Yeah. The computers I can see value in you know maybe the other's up for debate depending on who you talk to i guess um well
2: metalheads are very uh very choosy
0: yeah
1: for sure they definitely are you know there's, like uh there's so many fucking subgenres and then they're that's like that's
2: what i i guess that's what i meant yeah. they they know all the subgenres and i don't i have
1: no idea how the classification breaks down buddy Neither do I if you want me to be completely <laughs> honest like I know uh, the basics I don't know what
2: classifies one type of metal versus another type yeah, of metal Yeah like
1: I know the basics you know but like you know when you hear someone be like oh it's like thrash death metal it's like uh, it's like south american sl- thrash death metal I'm like cool cool so like I just kind of. I
2: remember hearing somebody telling me like like
1: grindcore, and I was like, I have no idea what that means.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what it's that means.
1: One of those things that like I just don't sort of engage with. Meaning like I'm I'm not good at classifying music by genre, so I just don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, and
2: I know enough good metal bands thanks to you that uh, I have a little bit of street cred when I encounter like you know somebody's like oh what, you know what do you like to listen to at the gym and I'm like oh, oh metal like uh you know Metallica <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, <bro>.
1: Metallica <laughs> the sword
2: <laughs> nice I know enough uh metal
1: swords are real good fucking to get mega death yeah cryogenics tenacious D does that count absolutely they're like acoustic metal I guess they got like they got a whole song called the metal yeah that's true um, how did we fucking get here how did we find I ourselves mean, here I don't we
2: have know. wandered this entire journey from the beginning it, it's getting hard to keep it on the Star Wars but we'll bring it back
1: yeah yeah my brain is a buzzing and I'm having a trouble. I'm just super excited for a second dose of visions. Yeah, me
2: too, buddy. Like, because I wasn't sure that was going to happen, but the fact that it is, is makes me ecstatic. Like they know, yeah. they know what they're doing.
1: So there's a very good chance that is something that gets announced and maybe even a trailer shown at celebration coming up. Um, you would think they'd have to announce it sooner rather than later if it's coming this year. Right so okay think? so for what I would have initially thought would have been maybe a bit of a quiet celebration as far as like big news it actually is starting now I'd like to preface this that this could be Disney plus day all over again and that first couple of days after celebration you and I are recording I'm like I can't believe we ain't got shit to talk about I don't think it'll be that way but Just in celebration alone, right? We're going to get information on Andor. We're going to get information on Kenobi, Mandalorian season three, maybe Tales of the Jedi and whatever that is, maybe Visions season two, the Bad Batch season two, Jedi Fallen Order two, and potentially some sort of news about the next movie. Like that's a lot of shit. (laughs) that's a lot of nuts
2: that is a lot of news hey i mean it would it would be a lot to talk
1: about in our drought of news well uh, depending on my schedule because it's about to get weird uh we may have to do two episodes that week like because not only that'd be cool i mean i'd definitely be down but not only is there going to be celebration going on but obi-wan starts we get two episodes of obi-wan that same week so how can we realistically record one single episode when there's so much to be had when there's so much to do so like i said it kind of depends on my schedule because i'm (laughs) fucking starting a new job right around then right on Um, it kind of That's depends. Cool. Yeah. I'm, uh, kind of, uh, you know, going back and forth about the whole thing. Like, I'm sort of stoked. A little, feel a little weird about essentially changing careers when I'm damn near 40. And it's just a lot, you know? But, yeah. Uh, regardless of that, regardless of that, I, um, he had a brain fart hit a pothole uh I'll be excited for um celebration that week and if we can we can either do if we can do a, two episodes that week or two episodes the week after and one of those is just like a celebration episode I think we could we should maybe try to swing that cuz I think that would be fun Heck yeah that would be awesome So we got one more thing um Oh, you know, and I didn't even mention this. uh, One of the next live action shows that we'll be getting is Ahsoka. In fact, I think that starts filming like this month or something, right? Oh, wow. Uh, So we got a quote from Bryce Dallas Howard. And this comes from Romper.com. They were at some sort of Easter event that Bryce Dallas Howard was at. And they got a chance to ask her a couple of Star Wars questions. Um, And she's got like these funny anecdotes about the fact that, you know, her dad and George Lucas are really good friends. So she kind of always grew up around Star Wars and got Star Wars stuff from Christmas from good old Uncle George and stuff. Right. Um, And uh, she mentioned the Ahsoka show specifically and said that fans of Star Wars of the clone wars are going to feel, what was the exact quote? They will be greatly rewarded in the Ahsoka show. So, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And obviously I think that is an indicator that she's going to be directing at least an episode. Like, that'll be great. Yeah. I think she's done a great job with the Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett episodes that she's done. So, she would be a home run for Ahsoka. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, she would be. You know me, I'm
2: a big Bryce Dallas Howard fan.
1: <laughs> me too, buddy. Me too. Um, So, the, like obviously, the fact that the breakout star of the Clone Wars is getting their own live action show, it could be as simple as that. But I do wonder what Clone Wars connections we could see otherwise. Like... Um, I maybe Captain Rex, maybe they get to more back. I know that's an often speculated thing. Like this isn't like some grand new idea, but get to more and back and have him play Captain Rex in that time period. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff. I You know, it seems like it's going to follow up the story of rebels in a big way too, obviously. Right. Um, so there is one character though, that has a unresolved storyline that's connected to Ahsoka that I do think it would be kind of cool to see in that. And that's Barris Ophi or Offy or however you say her last name.
2: The Jedi Padawan that betrayed her and yeah. left the Jedi order.
1: Yep. And that, that then, led to Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order. She started the chain of events, right, that had Ahsoka getting kicked out of the Jedi Order, and then when she her name was cleared, the Jedi were like, hey, we're gonna light you back in. And she was like, um, fuck you guys. You guys just screwed me You can me take up. that Jedi Order and shove it right back up your ass. Shove it up your ass! <laughs> um, so... Uh, and that's the last we've seen of her and you know there's been speculation of like oh maybe she was turned into an inquisitor you know or whatever but they've never picked that story back up and Dave Filoni's you know commented that they will when the time is right or something to that effect I think it would be really cool to see that play out in Ah the Ahsoka show well
2: there's certainly a number of ways they could play that and all of them would be satisfying
1: Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm it was a storyline that I kept expecting, like, as Rebels was going. I was like, oh, is Barris Offee going to show up soon? Or, you know, the two times... I thought we got- she was
2: going to have something to do in the end, the finale.
1: Yeah, well, like, the two times, like, so Rebels gets canceled, and they're like, we're bringing out extra episodes on Netflix. It's called The Last Mission, or, or The Lost Missions. So I was like, oh, maybe you know they'll have some more of that storyline in those episodes and they did right and then they're like guess what clone wars is saved we're doing a whole nother season on disney plus Plus." and i was like oh maybe oh mm-hmm. well there she'll be she'll yeah. be in there yeah so i keep th- expecting her to show up and i guess she will eventually but that doesn't it, it would be cool time. to see her in live action in
2: this Oka show
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm i think it would too um, that does it for us this week, buddy. So you want to talk to or hear from some of our friends before we call it a night? You know it. All right, let's do that.
2: Kia D! Kia D!
0: Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D! Cockhead! Running around so you. Cockhead! He's a big Suebian stud. He loves to split chicks with his bud. Keith
2: D. Cockhead! To stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Keith Cockhead! What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge. But he'll be
0: pumping Spooge tomorrow. Cockhead! Choc-head. Choc-head.
2: will Goose G. money King Tom.
0: Choc-head. Joe Choc-head. D. Choc-head. Choc-head.
1: if you're listening to this show and you're like wow, where's all the fucking blowing up poop talk my bad you know you can only do that so much <laughs> That
2: uh, um, that was an episode previous, if you missed that.
1: You uh, can like, go back for more at so, your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get yeah. any on you. Yeah, be real careful. <clears throat> um, but if you're listening and you're wondering like, hey man, what do I got to do to interact with the show? I want to send in an email or a voicemail. Send it to blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. This week we're gonna kick it off with our buddy Jim. Let's hear what Jim has to say.
0: Good evening, Haws and Will. How the hell are you? I uh, wanted to talk about Book of Boba Fett, uh, some of the things I liked, and then a, a question. But uh, some of the things I really appreciated. Um, you know, some people didn't want to get to know Boba Fett, and the, they find out he's like soft on animals or something like that. I, i just think that's ridiculous because to me every time that a threat came up uh he didn't bat an eye you know he whether it was uh or the huts or whoever he didn't back down from the mayor anyone so it's like they stayed true to his character you know in private that's what we got to know uh boba but I uh, really love that. I also love that uh, the idea that Luke was talking with Ahsoka because he gets to know about his mother. Um, in Return of the Jedi, I always think that one scene where he stares off, I have no memory of my mother, you know, and he gets to find out that she's a real badass. Um, but my comment and question on uh, Boba Fett is that I think that the mods... Uh, before boba came around i think they were small time uh spice runners you know little dime bags quarter bags (laughs) stuff like that because uh drug dealers uh, from my experience you know they have uh, nice vehicles uh flashy vehicles nice clothes um go in their apartment they'll invite you in their their place and have a very big, entertain. you know, their their technology is, you know, you got a 3D TV, try and make <laughs> you watch Final Destination 4, and then you leave there, and you're like, man, do I want a 3D TV? But in the <laughs> Star Wars world, it's uh, mods, you know? But uh, maybe I'm crazy, but what do you guys think? All right, ignite the green. I, I forgot to add that uh, I also really loved that boba from his training with the sand people he got to defeat cat bane in that moment when he was against the wall about to lose uh i really thought that mando was going to jump in and save the day i was I'm, I, I'm just so happy he uh he saved his own ass all right guys have a goal
1: oh my goodness 3d tvs talk about can you even go and buy a brand new 3d tv anymore I'm sure you could in Japan or China. Man, there was a moment there where 3D TVs were what they were really pushing. Like, it's the next thing. Yeah, and I remember you know going into Best Buy and shit and being like, oh, wow, let me put on, and they, they look like Cyclops' visor, they're so big, the fucking home 3D glasses you gotta turn on. And you're just sitting there fucking fooling yourself, being like, no, it's totally 3D. It looks cool. Wow. Boy, am I glad I never got a 3D TV. (laughs) That shit was kind of lame. I'm glad that is not the... I don't uh, think I ever
2: even really experienced it potential like I don't think I ever watched a 3D movie on someone that had a 3D TV
1: I don't know that I did uh, ever did either but you know I definitely went to see plenty of 3D movies um, when that those weren't pleasant for me there's something about that that's not as
2: enjoyable as the 2D movie and I don't know what it is Uh, it's not like I don't necessarily get sick but there's something slightly disorienting Mm -hmm. I don't get
1: sick but it's like it was hit or miss for me like I never was like one my of those, eyes go
2: out of focus or something. I don't
1: know. It was never one of those things where I, I was also never one of those people that got sick. You'd always hear about like 3d TVs yeah. or 3d movies, give me headaches. And luckily that never happened, but it yeah, was never happened. It was really hit or miss the amount of times that I was truly like, wow, that was cool to see that movie in 3d were or very few every other time. Now that I think about it. Go ahead. go ahead.
2: I'm sorry. Every other time.
1: Every other time, it was like, why did I spend the extra money for 3D? That was shit. Was kind of lame. And to the point yeah, that's now, exactly like right. I like it's not as big. I guess there's still you can still go see 3D movies. I don't really know, but I refuse. Like even when we've gone to see all the new Star Wars movies, I make sure we don't get the 3D showing because I do not give a fuck about. I seeing remember 3D.
2: the i remember seeing avatar Mm -hmm. in 3d Mm -hmm. and i was just so distracted by oh the scenes were like oh this isn't a good 3d scene all right this one works like this isn't Mm -hmm. a good 3d scene Uh, like and i think it maybe had to do with now that i'm thinking about it with where i sat in the audience uh there's probably optimal seating for those effects like yeah uh so i probably had a bad seat but then that in itself like why do something that is going to be bad from a certain angle you know that's a good point i guess i'm bitching about something like i could have tried to get a better seat but again watching it 2d it's just as impressive to me like yeah the visuals are are the graphics are impressive without having to be in three dimensions um i don't i've never tried to watch a movie in an oculus can you do that
1: Uh uh-huh that's pretty cool is it
2: is it like IMAX or is it like being in a stadium theater kind of projected that big
1: so it's it's there's a couple different ways like you can watch VR videos and they're pretty fucking cool like there's one where like it's a VR video at the international space station while a astronaut's doing a spacewalk so yeah. and, and it's pretty fucking immersive feeling like to a scary degree or there's ones like the one that really freaked me out is like you're on the floor of the ocean you know oh did not yeah. like that one um and then you can watch videos in like a giant jo- it's like a virtual theater setting where yeah the screen appears huge to be huge like imax right. if not bigger and it's pretty cool is it something that i do all the time or would be interested in doing all the time absolutely not um but to experience it is cool and you're like wow this in the motherfucking future i'm the lawnmower man i'm the goddamn lawnmower man you guys yeah i have
2: a i have like a little nephew that has an oculus and he brought it over to show the kids and me and i, I admit it was neat like it wasn't i don't know like i can see where it we're not all the way there it's not it, Video games are not migrating to Oculus anytime soon and leaving console behind, you know,
1: television behind. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, that but may be the
2: future eventually. It could be. I
1: like. I love messing around in my Oculus. Like, but it is. It is neat. It, it is. Very neat. It's definitely um, kind of like in a Nintendo Wii way. Like, see, I think it's way better than the Wii as far as responsiveness I agree. and immersiveness. Yeah, but like the thing is, is it feels like you're right. It feels a few steps away from what it needs to be to be like truly fucking cool. Like yeah, where it's, it's very impressive. It's very cool. I enjoy it, but it feel, it still feels really early. It feels really new. And, yeah. you know, I have yet to experience VR in a way that makes me want to sit there and play it for hours at a time like I would a video game. It's more like for right. an hour at a time, you know. Right. And then there's this weird like when you're in when will let me tell you when you're in cyberspace, when you're in virtual reality for an extended period of time. I think the longest I ever did it was about an hour and a half, right? Playing the Star Wars yeah. game. When you take those goggles off, it's weird. It feels weird so, for a little while. Uh-huh. Like you do, you, I, uh, you feel like you're in a different place. It's weird.
2: I have seen, I think, a, a research article about uh, reality dissociation, like with extended virtual reality users. Hook my and brain I, uh, up
1: to the the big VR machine from uh, fucking Black Mirror, buddy. Get me going. I'll go to San San Tunapero. Tunapero. Hook me up. So you know, uh, we have yet to address. Uh. Jim's question because we got off. On uh, yeah, we kind of we haven't TV, made it there yet. 3D TV and VR rant. Um, yeah, I get kind of see maybe the kids, the mod kids, being into spice a little bit. I do. Th- something tells me that, that I don't know. They
2: seem real part of the people's movement. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like,
1: obviously, by the time we meet them in the book of Boba Fett, they've kicked their habit and they're like, you know what, spice is fucked up, and we want these motherfuckers off our planet. But, you know, I could see some of them dabbling a little bit, getting hopped up on Spice I mean, and mean like, scoop out my eyeball and replace it with a, a telescope. A turn into a Jabba telescope. Was, Jabba was smoking the
2: space hookah. Like, I don't know if that was necessarily Spice.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, but something tells me that thing with uh, that story about going over to your dealer's house and... He's got a 3D TV and makes you watch Final Destination 4. <laughs> that shit was awfully specific from our buddy. Jim. Yeah, oddly specific. Oddly yeah, right. specific. Something tells me he was pulling from the past for that one. You know, that's an uncomfortable scenario to be invited to watch
2: a, a, a murder simulator in 3D, you know, well, a, a your death simulator. So Cause I know the gimmick is like jump out at you like, yeah. So, you know, 3D scares
1: as a fan of horror movies. Some of the more enjoyable 3d movie experiences in the theater were horror movies. Like, and they weren't even necessarily good movies. It was all about the gimmick. Like they did a, my bloody Valentine in 3d and like, mm. you know, it was what you would expect.
2: I will tell you the log scene of the where riding behind a log truck, and then the three D element of the logs coming out at you.
1: Oof. Do you know what I am talking about for the Final Destination movies? Yeah, that's like the first one or the second one, maybe. I think you are right. To this day, I won't ride behind log trucks like for that specific reason. You know that what's, scene in that movie. You know what's fucked up about that is when I was a kid, that was one. Did your dad or your mom ever have this one thing that just? fucking bugged them that they would constantly bring up not like that you did oh I'm sure and the one thing my dad we'd be riding around in his fucking ford taurus and i'd be listening to some new metal band on cassette on the way to school and my dad anytime we saw one of those log trucks with the log sticking out of the back he'd be like that's just dangerous like why do they allow <laughs> them to do that if there's a wreck that's gonna kill somebody and then my dad goes to see whichever final destination movie that is with me. And when that scene happened, he was like, I told you, I told you that shit's dangerous. I was like, you did tell me dad. The other wicked one is where the chick gets trapped in the, uh,
2: the tanning bed. Uh, no, thank you. That one's pretty rough. That one's pretty bad. Cause I know, I know that scenario is not likely,
1: you know, but like, just the thought of being trapped in a radiation coffin. like If you put me in a tanning bed, like without the final destination, shit happen. You know what it would be like? It'd be like when you get a frozen burrito and put it in the microwave, like, and you microwave it You'd too long. You'd still be cold in the middle, is what you're telling well, me? No, I'm talking about probably fucking, like I'm <laughs> stark white, fucking doughy, f- filled with beef and beans. <laughs> And I would probably leak out of both ends. <laughs> you
2: just leave it in there until it explodes all over the inside.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's ready. Stark white doughy <laughs> filled with beef and beans. I'm a little proud it's like of myself. Hot of
2: yeah. Hot pockets all bust on the end. <clears throat>
1: um, okay. <coughs> this one is from our buddy Sam. Howdy, Haws and Will. Well, we have another pretty quiet week this week, but I was driving to work and thought of a fun question for you. If you could have only one force power, what would it be? For example, you could have the ability to calm animals, but if you chose that, you couldn't have force push or something else. One of my friends said that they'd want psychometry, like Quinlan Voss. I just think that it would be scary to know the history of some objects hotels are already strange enough i didn't need i don't need to know what happened there (laughs) anyway i thought you might have a fun time with this and i hope there's some news coming keep up with everything and i loved the episode well i'm not going to say it because he put what is clearly his vote for the new patreon show but he said he loved that episode this week thanks for everything and best wishes sam Ooh, one single can i say walking Will, can i say that can i i'd like to force walk (laughs) aka just walk around a little bit um that should have come as no surprise uh that's a good question what would yours be will if you could have one force power but only just that one
2: that's a tough one Because uh, initially, I would just say future sight, like the, the gift of prophecy, or whatever. Bull. But sometimes that seemed like that would be a horrible burden.
1: Yeah, and it, 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 I have yet to see one of those play out in Star Wars where it wasn't like, oh, somebody I care about is gonna die. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you would think, like, I sure, could have used some know, future sight though.
2: If I could, if I could use it for the betterment of the galaxy, you know, my power somehow, you know but uh, that's awfully complicated another power would be um i don't know like the super agility like super jedi agility we can move really quick or move really Uh fast or uh your lightsaber movements could be really fast that would be cool like super speed basically i
1: guess like so you know with jedi powers i think a lot of times jedi mind trick comes up but i don't I'm not really interested in that one. Like that one seems. I don't really want to turn people's will. Yeah, it seems a little skeezy, and and it only works against dummies, and that that alone makes yeah. it seem a little more skeezy. Um, yeah, punching down doesn't feel fun. Yeah, yeah, and then like you know, there's the force levitation, right? Pulling something to you with the force. I'm lazy enough as it is. I don't know that I need that making that shit worse. Telekinesis is for, that
2: what moving things with your mind?
1: Force, bring, you know, force pulling. Diet sody Pops from the kitchen while I'm sitting on the couch playing Elton Ring. I don't... Probably not work out for the best for me. Um, Force pulling the grub hub off the front porch. Yeah, yeah. Force open the lock. Force open, turn the knob. Force pull the food into me. Force just... Like, as I'm sitting there playing, just floating bites of nachos into my mouth. It's dripping down my chin. I look like Man, a fucking funny. mess. Like... Like if Mick Foley was a cannibal <laughs> um uh, so I don't know that it would be that one um for sleep that would be <laughs> for sleeping uh honestly though I mean it would be the 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 animal the force ability to calm and communicate with animals that's mine without a doubt man without Mm -hmm. a doubt without a doubt oh the fun i would have being like oh check out that raccoon that's outside hey buddy everything's cool come here and get a snack i just want to pet you i would never hurt you you know what i mean (laughs) yeah be at the zoo and be like hey mr tiger come over here don't worry you don't want to eat me calm down you know like Mm -hmm. that that would absolutely be my answer the psychometry or whatever that is that quinlan voss has i agree with sam that i don't know that i would want to be able to touch any object and see its history through the force again might be helpful but could be a burden yeah, I mean, you know, I guess I could be the world's greatest detective and tell Batman to go fuck himself. You know, like, yeah, you think you're yeah. the world's greatest are, detective. I'm going to touch this and tell you who the killer is. Now that right. When there's there bad things that happen,
2: you could help figure out what happened.
1: But then you like Sam was saying, you run the risk. You go into a hotel. You're like, oh shit, I wonder what's on true TV at two in the morning. <laughs> and you touch the remote and you're like, Oh wow, this has been up four butts. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm
2: just trying to think of the places you would have to go that would be so remote that you wouldn't feel the emotions of things that happened
1: so that you could sleep well so maybe it, it's you use it when you want it so like it does it's not like everything you touch you immediately see the history of but oh what if that was it that's a good premise like yeah, a curse like, yeah hey do you do you still got m shaman m night <laughs> number? Get his number because uh what did we we got an idea for you m night call your boy halls and will one point two million dollars opening weekend guaranteed right you call up old what's his fuck that guy that he worked with James McAvoy get him on the line and be like I got a movie for you bruh you t- you see the history thing of everything you touch and it's not a it's a blessing and a curse. And he'd be like, oh you mean like psychometry from Star Wars like Quinlan Voss?
2: And he'd be, like, it would yep. be sh- if we can make it like a horror movie, like it uh, yeah. extra-dimensional. You ever seen Altered States with William Hurt?
1: <laughs> the first and only time I watched that was with you, buddy. Was it? Was yeah. that at
2: my dad's house that we watched that?
1: No, it was at your was, um, apartment. At the
2: at my apartment. Dude, that was an intense movie, especially for an old school one. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I mean, I mean, it it, it was it was dated. Oh, you know, but it
1: was a sizzler. Like, boy, that last it, that last act is mighty dated.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. I know, but the premise is is horrible. It is yeah. like kind of like cosmic
1: horror. All right, we got one more email, <clears throat> and this comes from Utah, 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 Utah. Dougie, in Doug. Will. When do you think the dark saber? Where where do you think the dark saber will end up, and who will ultimately hold it? We know Mando is a front Mando. runner, but what about Sabine, Ezra, Bo Katan, <laughs> or someone else? Would love to hear your thoughts. Does it show back up in episode 10, 11, and twelve? Love the podcast, Dougie. Ooh, <laughs> um,
2: it belongs to Mando. He lives most truly by the code he is the strongest and most badass he is the he has shown himself to be selfless, righteous and a true leader like he he it is rightfully his and will remain
1: so i think it will remain his for a while i'm not convinced that you know mando doesn't at the end of the series have to make some sort of ultimate sacrifice in the name of Saving Grogu or Mandalore or the Mandalorian people or something. Um, you know, not an uncommon thing in Star Wars for your hero to make the ultimate sacrifice in the time of need, right? Uh I think that is, is something that could happen. Um I think there is, you know, there's always the possibility that it's Grogu. <laughs> it's it's weird how the Darksaber has turned into this sort of like Game of Thrones theorizing type thing where, you know, back in the day when Game of Thrones was on, it was always like, oh, who's going to be the one who ends up on the throne at the end of all this? Mm-hmm. Now, like, Mando is kind of like, who's going to have the Darksaber when this is all over? Um, Where's the threat
2: to the right to the
1: Darksaber? Yeah. <clears throat> and And so, like, I could see it maybe going to Grogu at some point so then he's got his his Mando chain shirt and the lightsaber. Or it could, I mean, it could be just about anybody. I think Sabine would be kind of cool because um, she did yeah. have it for a while. I don't necessarily know that it'll be Bo-Katan. I kind of got to see what they do with her character
2: in this next season. As I say, it seems adversarial at the moment. And they kind of left it in as a standoffish point.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, It would
2: be cool to see Ahsoka kind of help him a little bit with how to use a lightsaber. Though it it is the way the foundress describes it, it doesn't quite sound like using a regular lightsaber. And how does she know how to wield it? How does the foundress know how
1: to wield the, it? Well, the armorer knows about it because it's like a legendary... It is like the legendary relic of Mandalorian history. So there's clearly been writings or recordings. So knowing that much about
2: it makes her know how to use it? Uh,
1: Well, like if, if, you know, old Tar Vizsla or whoever (coughs) took it after that wrote in his Mandalorian journal, like, about, oh yeah like see like what I'm use saying yeah.
2: lessons learned from having it and wielding it I get it i I see yeah yeah
1: she's the keeper of the lore, yeah, she is the lore dumper she is who dumps the lore upon us <laughs> and <laughs> you know if uh I do really think that in the eventuality that we do get an episode ten eleven and twelve i hope I, I hope I'm around for it. And if that does happen, I think it's a pretty solid bet to expect Grogu to be in it. You know, they will merge the Mando universe with the next live-action trilogy if they ever do a 10, 11, and 12. I think that's right. absolutely going to happen, and I would not be surprised if the Dark Sabre and whoever wields the Dark Sabre is also a part of that. Oh man, I can't imagine old man Mando. Yeah, yeah, because by the time of you know, episode seven, eight, nine, he's going to be much older, and
2: that's probably a lot of Pedro Pascal FaceTime, is what that is.
1: Yeah, I like I said, buddy, not convinced our boy gets out of this whole ordeal alive at the end of it.
2: You know. I mean that's true. I just figured he was too popular not to. Like, I mean, yeah, it, it's I mean, poetically, it, it, you know, <laughs> nice to wrap it up with his sacrifice in the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I just don't think you should ever solely base your writing decisions on how popular a character is, especially if we're talking, you know, a few years from now when we've gotten seasons of The Mandalorian and. All the tie in shows, and they've done, they're doing the big final crossover event. Like, if that's the story they want to tell, I'd rather them do that than be like, hey, you can't kill him. He's too popular. Cause, like,
2: well, I mean, while I agree, I feel like they have done exactly that with Ahsoka and they keep fitting Darth Vader in.
1: You're not wrong, my dude. You're not wrong. Especially with Ahsoka. With Darth Vader, like, you know, they could do the same thing where they could, you know, set some story during the time when Mando was alive and he shows up. Um, right. It would be harder to make sense then because like Darth Vader showing up in Rogue One, that shit makes sense, right? Like, I didn't mean him yeah. showing up in Mando, Darth Vader showing up. I just mean like him showing up in other properties, you know, a lot no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm agreeing. Like it makes sense for. It's easier to work Darth Vader in to a timeline appropriate appearance right. than it would be for Mando. I think. <coughs> like, right, right. <clears throat> especially considering where Darth Vader has shown up in Rebels and Rogue One, and now Obi Wan. So,
2: you know, seeing his burned out armor in the Last Jedi, I thought for sure we would see an Anakin force ghost mm-hmm. in that trilogy. I just kind of, I just kind of thought for sure,
1: buddy. I am pretty sure you can go back and listen to episodes post episode seven, way up until we saw episode nine <laughs> and hear <laughs> yeah. us both being like, they're good though. They got to do a force ghost Anakin at some uh, point. Yeah, and for, like,
2: it's a missed opportunity. <laughs> you know.
1: We kind of got it. You know, they did the voices at the end of nine, but it would have been yeah. cool to see the actual force ghost Anakin.
2: Telling Kylo Ren to knock it the fuck
1: off. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for us this week, buddy. That was the last email. Um. Hey guys, please leave us a five star review on iTunes if you haven't already. It really helps us out. Um, helps other people that like Star Wars podcasts find our Star Wars podcast. Yes, that's exactly what happens. Uh, if you enjoy our theme song, you should check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music, they're Stoned Cobra. And you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And lastly, if you enjoy video games and you need another podcast to listen to, check out the High Potion podcast with me and our buddy Steve talking about video games. It's a lot of fun. Two big brain you got a big brain Stevasaurus and then his, like, uh I don't know my dinosaurs well enough. A Compsignathus? The, the dumb Asicus. <laughs> That's what I am. They're the little itty bitty ones. The little bitty copies. Like, yeah, yeah, uh Yeah, check that out. It's the High Potion Podcast. And next week, we'll be back talking something. Maybe gro- more grocery store talk. Maybe dinosaurs. Maybe I'll learn all about dinosaurs and and their scientific names in the next seven days. Doubtful! Parasaurolophus. But weirder things have happened. Until then, that's been uh, Blue Harvest. I'm Hal's Burkhart. And I'm Will Whitten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you.
0: May the Force be with us.